Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fightful Prediction Show for Elimination Chamber 2024. And I am joined today by Andrew Thompson from Post Wrestling. Andrew, how are you? I'm good, Steph. It's good. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Glad to see yeah. you, man. And uh, I'm, um, I appreciate the invite on the show, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. We we had a, a lengthy off-hour conversation about Vince yeah. McMahon, and, and now we can get into talking about the frivolous stuff. Uh, now we can get into the fun stuff, but yeah. it is Elimination Chamber on Saturday, live from Perth. Uh, what time is that for you, Andrew? Are you going to be watching this live? That is 5 a.m. Eastern, my time. Wow. So, uh, but, but luckily, you know, we have the, the, the great Neil Flanagan on hand, so Neil is going to be... Oh, okay. uh, Neil's going to be taking the reins for me, so shout out to shout out to brother Neil. And uh, mm-hmm. but I, I I think I'll be up probably because I mean I, you know you you as you know Steph you know you cover some couple of new New Japan shows and stuff like that, so you know probably be up at that time. So I I, I think I think I might be up for Elimination Chamber probably. I'm definitely going to get up. It's like 10 a.m. for me, 10 or 11 a.m. So mm-hmm. it's like breakfast time. Uh, brunch time you know I think this is pretty perfect I'm excited to like start my day with a wrestling show like start my day with Elimination Chamber 
Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm about, to, I'm about to say I, I always uh, I always get a kick out of like seeing like um like the one of the funnier things is when uh, there's a show like happening in a different time zone, and then you have the people mm -hmm. in the in the other countries that like now y'all get to see what we go through. Like you got to get up at X, Y, and Z in the morning. Sure. Like I always, I always love that part. That's hilarious. Well, you know, like um, Americans don't know how the good they have it until you get a show somewhere <laughs> like Australia or Saudi, because. Like my, from being a wrestling fan since childhood, my sleep set schedule is like so fucked up. You know, <laughs> like I even, cause my, like my actual job, I do a night shift because my sleep schedule is, is so messed up. I'm like, I don't want to work at nine o'clock in the morning because mm -hmm. I'm probably up till three watching Dynamite. And if it's a good dynamite, I'll be up till four. If there's, you know, if there's a pay-per-view, if there's an AEW pay-per-view, I'm up to like six or seven in the morning once you add in a press conference. So to watch something like in the morning, this it's for me, it's very New Japan because like I'd always be watching New Japan in the morning. So it's going to have like a very a New Japan feel for me. But we are here, like we're on the last stop on the road to WrestleMania. We got four matches announced for Elimination Chamber, and we have a, a talk show segment as well. Mm. So we're going to be going through the card, getting all our predictions in, and you guys can tell us your predictions as well. I want to know what you think is going to go down in the Elimination Chamber. Do you remember the uh, original? I think it was the original Elimination Chamber advert where like Stephanie McMahon had like these dolls. And it was like, this has just popped into my head. If anyone remembers that, like, please let me know and look it up if you don't. But they once did do this really cool ad where like she had like, it was like a dollhouse, but wasn't it was an elimination chamber, but she was like acting like this was her dollhouse. Anyway, bad tangent. <laughs> We're going to get into the show in just a minute. But before that, let me uh, hear from our sponsors at Bet online. If you want to put a bet on Elimination Chamber, this is the place to go. And you're going to see the lovely face of Sean Lossap on your screen right now. BetOnline.ag is the official betting partner of Fightful. 100% of the time when you get the odds from Fightful, they are coming from BetOnline.ag. And it's not just wrestling. It's not just MMA and boxing. It's football, it's basketball, baseball, hockey. They have the earliest lines. You can bet big with the high limits and rebet functionality. They have the fastest payouts with winnings paid in minutes and the industry's best bonuses on every qualifying deposit. They've been trusted for 25 plus years. It's not some fly-by-night company. BetOnline AG has been there. They've done that. In addition, they're trusted by millions. They've got VIP rewards programs and a ton of popular games. BetOnline.ag, that's where I go to make my bets. That's where I suggest you go to, my friends. Please just bet what you can and bet responsibly. There you have it. Bet online for the Elimination Chamber. But let's go through some predictions and then maybe you can make some educated bets. Do you want to start with a chamber match? We'll bookend with chamber matches, Andrew. Do you want to go with the men or the women first? Your pick. Let's go with the men's chamber match first. Let's go with that. Okay. So we oh, have God. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, LA Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul 
in the Elimination Chamber. And this is for a World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania, a match with Seth Rollins. Okay, Andrew, who have you got for this one? I, I, I think Drew McIntyre is, is, is going to win the Chamber at this point. I mean, I, I think everybody clearly, you know, uh, to, to see the vision that was coming, you know, prior to CM Punk's injury, it was going to be Punk versus Rollins at Mania. Um, but and I think Drew McIntyre is like the the probably like the best replacement that that, that you can get in this situation. Um, like I, I, I was kind of thinking about like some of these uh like these segments that Sami Zayn has been doing on television. Like he's doing mm-hmm. like these real like I'm trying to find my path to WrestleMania. He's kind of like in the same spot uh, Rollins was in with at 2022. So um, yeah, I'm, I, I was kind of like wondering like how they were going to factor Sami into WrestleMania and. Like maybe I I could see some along the lines of like a three way happening between him, Rollins, and McIntyre. I I can kind of see Sammy like sort of getting to a point where like he becomes like obsessed with like getting his way onto the WrestleMania card and he can't find his way, so he tries to do anything he can to sort of get on the card. Um, so, so yeah, but but this just this specific match, uh, I think Drew McIntyre is probably going to take it. And I was looking at some of like the other uh, talents in the match, like LA Knight and uh, Logan Paul. I, I think like that's probably going to be like the U.S. title match at Mania, so they can give mm-hmm. LA Knight his big moment, you know. Because I, I'm not being on last year's WrestleMania card, but when you're looking at the field, Steph, who who you, who you think is taking a match? It's going to be Rollins' opponent at WrestleMania. I think it's going to be Drew McIntyre. I like. I think that Drew has he's really benefited from what happened to CM Punk. You know, <laughs> like I think he really did pray for that. Um, because this, you know, this man has got himself in a really good position. And I think that Drew had has been doing like so such great work the past couple of months. Cause like I would I was never like that heavy into him, especially when they were doing the baby face thing and pushing like all the UK stuff and uh all like I, I never like got him as a baby face and he's just been so good recently. He's so funny as well. And the stuff with Punk that he's like latched on to, um, you know, like causing Punk's injury, doing all these little memes, um, like his Twitter game is so strong, uh, stuff like that. Like he's just been great. His promos have been awesome. And I think, yeah, he he's going to be the one for that spot. And I think he deserves it too. Like he's yeah. worked himself into it. And I think if Punk hadn't have got injured, I think because Drew's been so good, there there would have been like a, a problem where they maybe would have had to make it a three-way or told him to just, you know, calm down and stop being so good because he really like, I mean, he pretty much like outdid Punk once on the mic, which like for me to say yeah. that, that's a big thing. So I think that Drew's going to win it. Um, I think that, yeah, obviously we're going to get other matches set up here. I could see... Um, LA Knight and Logan Paul, yeah, as a mania match. Um, I think that'd be good for both of them. Um, I think that uh, I don't really see anything for Lashley, I think he's kind of just the guy filling filling a slot. Um, that maybe like Bronson Reed should have got, I don't know because they're in Australia, but um, like Randy Orton, do you see a direction for him for mania coming out of this? That's a crazy thing, like, I'm, I'm looking at Orton. And I'm like, I, like, just just right now, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know like exactly like where it's like specifically they can go for him for me. I'm pretty sure they cook up something, but like just off the top, I can't think of nothing. And and, and lastly, I, I I think for him they just want to try to um 
you know, drag the 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 Street Profits versus Final Testament program, and then that'll be yeah. like something along the lines of try to go. Like I, I saw somebody just so you just pulled up a comment. Somebody said something about like a multi-person mm-hmm. uh, ladder match. I I I, I think that would actually be cool if they were like that idea back like that. I mean, not money in the bank as, but like more so just bringing back the traditional WrestleMania ladder match. I think that'd be yeah. that'd be some solid. But as far as that U.S. title go, I think that's probably gonna be just an L.A. night. Uh, Logan Paul thing, but yeah, when I'm looking at these competitors in the match, I'm like, I mean, you 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 would think that they would try to um uh you, you know I, I guess build a lot of the Australian talent on, on this show. Like honestly, when they did the Battle Royal, I know we're gonna probably talk about it on on, on Monday. Like I thought Eddie Hardwell was gonna win that. I thought they was gonna you know to, to give her that that moment, but you you mm-hmm. know I, I like I, I I remember one time I had spoke to um uh, Shane Hayes one time and I asked him why um, him and Mikey Nichols weren't on the first Australia show, the WWE Super Showdown. And yeah. his, his his thinking was like kind of interesting seeing as how he is Australian. He was just like, when he, he looked at it from a perspective of like, you know, when these WWE comes to these uh, different countries and stuff like that, you, of course the talents want to be on the show and stuff like that but he was just looking at it from a perspective like they, the, the people there that are attending these shows want to see the big the big names yeah. except yeah. like they, they still want to see like even though they want to see their home countrymen and women they still come to see like the the, the marquee names and stuff like, it was just an interesting perspective to hear that from somebody that was you know active on the roster at the time but yeah, yeah. i know i know what you mean because i think like when the all-in conversation was happening there there was like quite a lot of people that would just yeah. like throw that every british person ever being like they should be like, <laughs> And it's like I get I get the niceness of that, but at the same time, like these people are paying to see the people they watch on TV, um, not like just their hometown people. Like they're paying to see the people that they watch on TV, so that has to be priority. Or you feel like you're getting something less than what the Americans get. You know, you right. feel like you're, you know, being outdone. So, so they, they was naming like every single wrestler from the from, from the country to be yeah. on the show. Hey, the, the, uh. <laughs> On Drew McIntyre, real quick, he he hasn't mm-hmm. uh, he hasn't resigned yet, has he? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. But he's, uh, I mean, he's really. If he hasn't resigned, they're like uh, really like trusting him with the the spot that they're putting him in, right? Yeah. You know, and I think he's like driving his price up every week, you know, yeah. as well. Because I think if if you said to me a couple of months ago, like Drew and AW, I would be like, oh it's not really a fit. Like I don't really see that guy in AW, but the way he's been acting now, I, I think he could do anything, honestly. Yeah. I, I think Drew is like in the best position possible right now, because like you said, mm-hmm. he is up in his stock, like in the, the, the Twitter stuff is hilarious. Like I even saw the thing yesterday with LA, he was a picture like LA night holding koala. And then he like yeah. pulled up like, they, they have chlamydia. <laughs> I was like, what you? You know what I'm saying? Like Drew, Drew McIntyre has been hating on everybody, but I I think that he is like doing probably some of the the the, the best work of like this recent stretch of of his career, and mm-hmm. I, I I I did enjoy the the, the babyface run, but it did get kind of as sometimes like when when you had some I think a lot of promotions sort of struggle with keeping a babyface hat for a long period of time. Yeah, but yeah, but I I think that I did enjoy it for the most part, but I think that this role that Drew's in right now. I think that he is like catapulting himself into a position that is like sort of 
it's looking it's like he had a WWE like even though he hasn't resigned it's kind of like we kind of got to put him in this spot because like he's got like the best thing the best option yeah. we got now that uh option A isn't available right now yeah for sure uh, let's move on to the tag team match. We have the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest um, versus Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Um, this one, uh, this one's difficult for me. Um, I like the the Judgment Day. Like they're they're dragging out this story. Um, I don't know if it's time for them to drop the titles. I know that Triple H just loves Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, my feelings. Like I, I can get into Pete Dunn. He's great. I, I, I can't get into Tyler Bate. Like I just really? can't. I just, I just, I, I just can't. I mean, I, I can't. I don't know. I can't take him. I can't take him seriously. I think he, he should sort out like the present overall presentation. I think could be better. And God knows he's had enough time to sort that out in developmental. But yeah. Um, I think. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Dunn and Bate just so they can move forward a Judgment Day story for Mania. And after all, like Damien Priest still has this money in the bank briefcase. Like, when is that ever getting cashed in? You know, he probably so, cashing in at Mania. Yeah, he probably is. Uh, what about? Um, what do you think? Honestly, man, like I, I like this, this. I mean, I don't know if it sounds crazy. And I, I was actually going to ask you, like, what you think about it. But I, I think the long game in this is, pro- is probably uh, – and, and, and this is why I think that Priest is probably going to cash in and win the title yeah. at, at, at Mania, is that I think that probably in the show opener uh, on that whatever night that they have the the, uh, the tag title match on at Mania, I think that our truth and Miz are going to beat Priest and Balor for the titles. And then right. that'll be a way to, like – like distract people and be like, oh, he just lost, you know, this this, this match to truth and is like he ain't, you know. And then like exactly. later he'll get his like re, re what is it? Um, I can't even think of the word right now, but he'll get his come up as there we go. He'll get his come up as, and then he'll go on to win the world heavyweight title and then that'll be his thing. Like I I, I don't look what, what what is like a um Damian Priest world title run? Like what what is that rank on on your scale of interest from one to ten? Like I you'd be like remotely <laughs> like you know, but I I think that like Damian Priest, Judgment Day in general, but it, I think Damian Priest have been doing really well, and I actually, mm. I actually think the R Truth stuff has like dragged him down, like mm. in my opinion, because I think that when Judgment Day started, remember they were with Edge, and it was kind of, it was kind of cheesy and corny, yeah. and I think through the strength of Rhea mainly, and, you know, her storyline with Dominic, I think we all got on board with the Judgment Day collectively and started, like, taking them pretty seriously. Um, and then I think they kind of got, have, like, been dragged into some comedy stuff with with our truth that's never going to be serious. And I think that's kind of hampered him a little bit. I don't know what a Damien Priest title run, like, looks like at this point, because we've got two men's titles, and we've got like a lot of big stars, you know, we've got, like yeah. we just talked about Drew McIntyre, we've got Seth Rollins, um, you know, like Roman, Cody, when Punk comes back, like there's only two titles to share out among these all these guys and Damien isn't in the conversation. And I know that the conversation is usually just about Roman's title, but Seth getting in that mix and Punk too when he was there, Andrew has made the conversation kind of about, about both titles. And I think it's kind of um, 
it's a bad time for Damien. I think he probably could have cashed in and had a run like months ago before things got too like top heavy. No, that, that's actually like a really good point. Like, I, like now that you say that, like when I'm thinking about it, it's, I mean, I, I, I think sort of my thinking when that was happening was I think that Rollins was doing like um, a, a real solid job of, of making that, like the, the, sort of making that title his own. Yeah, like it, it did for a, a little bit feel like the, the the secondary championship, and I don't think uh you know Roman keep badging that in is it, is helping that, mm-hmm. but I, I think that Rollins on his own just with the the, the in ring work and you know him making that title feel and then like especially with when you when they inserted Punk into the frame yeah that that, that that's that's when it was like okay like yes the, 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 this is the, this is legit this is a thing but I I do think that they definitely could have gave Priest a run. Between that, and even if you had plans to take it off him and put it back on Rollins, like I, I think yeah. that it would have been good to at least, like, because with this money in the bank thing, like I, I think at some point when you don't have a, a really, really solid, concrete plan for the individual winning the money in the bank, it becomes a burden at some oh, point yeah. because you have to continuously keep thinking about. Like we even saw it with Austin Theory, you know, what yeah. I'm saying? like he had he that had the money in the bank. It was a it was a hot shot idea apparently, and it was just one of those things where it was like. They didn't know what to do, and then they ended up with a he cashed in on the U.S. title. You know what I'm saying? Is is I I think when you have these money in the bank, you need to really think about the individual that you're putting that you're giving this to, and if you mm-hmm. see them as a world champion within a certain time frame, you need to have that locked and loaded. So I think with Priest, he's just in a rough situation right now. But I think that probably mania happened. But going back to what you asked uh, about the, the the match, I think. I, I, I think Judgment Day gonna retain, and if anybody take those titles off of them, maybe if I, if it's not um, uh, Truth and Miz, I think it'll be DIY. Well, the chat are the chat agree that they think that our Truth and the Miz are gonna take the yeah. belts in WrestleMania. So, okay, I guess I guess I'll agree with everyone else. The Judgment Day <laughs> are gonna win. <laughs> um, moving on, we have Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax. Um, I think this match is going to be sneaky good. Like, I think yeah. it's going to be Nia Jax's best match ever. And I think that, you know, she wasn't someone that I was clamoring for to come back. Like, she's never someone I liked. But she has been good since she's come back. Like, it, yeah. it feels like she's been different or that she's found, like, exactly what she needs to do and, and who she needs to be. I thought she was great against Becky. And I think that this is going to be a, a good match. It's not going to be, like, technically great or it's not going to be it's not going to be Danielson versus Zach or anything like that but <laughs> I think it's going to be like it's going to be a good fun match and I think that the crowd are going to be so crazy for Rhea uh, it's going to be like Selena Vega you know in, in Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico. Yeah. like something on the same scale so I'm looking forward to this uh, but you know Rhea Ripley obviously going to win Yeah. Do, do, do you think that this should be the the main event just, just based off the reaction that Rhea's, because I, 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 I think when they, when they hear that music, they, they, yeah. they gonna blow the roof off that joint. Do you think that should be the main event? I think there's definitely an argument for that. I think I would either put this on early, and then whoever wins the women's elimination chamber, like maybe have like Rhea come out at the end or something. Mm, um, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I I just I know I said it's gonna be a great match, but I don't know if it's like main event great match, even yeah. though that the reaction will be great. But I think 
I don't really want it, it to open with it either. But I think there's a good chance we'd like see Rhea twice, maybe at Mania mm-hmm. or at Elimination Chamber, sorry, just to like get that extra pop. But I don't know, would you close with it? I, no, wait, no, no, you you kind of threw that idea in my head now, like about, because uh, I'm, I would, we, we, I'm pretty sure we're we gonna, we gonna talk about it next. The, the winner of the elimination chamber. I think, I think we both probably thinking the exact same person. That they, yeah. they, they kind of been, they kind of been giving the shit away for like the past like four or five months. <laughs> like, well, yeah. what, what this match is going to be. But uh, I, I think that Rhea showing up at the end just to get another big pop. I think that's the best case scenario. But honestly, like I, I ain't gonna be mad if they if they decide to headline with. I, I don't think this like again. It's gonna be some like a uh, some classic or something like that. But I definitely think the crowd. Is going to carry this match. It's going to be like one of those, you know, matches where the audience is going to be so amped up for real yeah. that they're going to yeah. be able to take the match to the next level and stuff like that. And I, I actually think that uh, Rhea and Nia are going to work a, a solid match. Like you said, like when Nia Jax this latest run, like I think this has been probably her best run that she's had in like in her WWE combined tenures that, 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 that she's been in the company. And I think yeah. it was a matter of like I think that started with the um the, the most what was that I think it was that day one when she pinned Becky and she got the clean win yeah. that was yeah. that, that 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 was a big step forward for her presentation and television character so yeah man I I think that I, I wouldn't be upset at this headline the show but I also think that idea about uh Rhea showing up in the end and confronting the chamber win is uh a nice one but yeah Rhea is winning this match and I'm pretty sure we all know what, what the the mania match is yeah. Uh, I like that Jack here has pointed out that yeah, Naya is from Australia. Naya was born yeah. in Australia, but I think like they're like pur- purposely underplaying that because like we don't we don't think of Naya as being Australian, right? She was raised yeah. in Hawaii, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think they're kind of like purposely underplaying that in a way, so because the whole thing's gonna be about Rhea, you know, yeah. in Australia. Uh, I think like that's what, because it is kind of like you know weird that that's not a thing either. But I think it's like a purposeful thing of like yeah, yeah like, this is you know for Rhea. Yeah, um, the crazy thing is about Rhea, like she, I, I, I think in, in, in like essence, Rhea is mm-hmm. supposed to be a heel, but like people yeah. just would not boo her. Like they they, no. they won't they they refuse to boo her. So I think that you know even going into mania, like even going up against. Uh, who I think is probably gonna be Becky. Like I, I don't think that Rhea is gonna be on the the the, the booing end of the no. fan responses. Like I, I just think that people are, like, are really enjoying her character work and, and the stuff that she's been doing. She's reached that point where like she's so good at it and so cool that people just want to cheer. It's like what's you know happening with with Swerve in in AEW. Mm. Um, yep. It's just he, he's not someone like you want to boo. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's the same with with Rhea as well. They've just been, you know, too good. Yeah. All right, the women's one, the women's elimination chamber. Then Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, Raquel Rodriguez. So we're both saying Becky. Then I mean, they've telegraphed yeah. it so much. Her coming <laughs> out at the WrestleMania press conference. Um, I mean, they still could surprise us. Um, people, you know, people always people always want Liv Morgan to win things. Um, I think like Naomi needs something good for WrestleMania because it's just weird to bring her back and not give her something good. Um, Bianca in there, Tiffany, but it's got to be Becky. I think it's got to be Becky, yeah. and I do think that. 
this might close the show and we just end with like an awesome stare down between Becky and Rhea in the cage with everyone cheering. Um, I think that'd be a really cool visual, but yeah, do you, you don't see this going any other way, right? Yeah, it, it gotta be Becky. Hey, did, did you think, uh, did you think Jay Cargill was going to be on this match in that last no. match? No, because I know they put her in the rumble, but mm. just I think that this is like a hard match to to send someone in on who you know send someone in um where they haven't had much like you know she hasn't wrestled a match since her last mm. match in AEW, mm. and um I think like to to take someone that's not had that experience and be like your match is going to be an elimination chamber i i just think it's too complicated not just because of like your wrestling in the structure but like there's three other women in there as well i think it's just like a lot for for her to do because even in the rumble like i thought they kept her in the rumble too long because there were spots where like she just wasn't doing anything yeah she was like lingering around yeah. I would have had her come in, do like a couple big spots, like Naya, um, stare down with Bianca, then have all the women turn on her and throw her out just to like protect her and not give her like moments where she wasn't doing anything. I thought they kept her in that for too long. So that's the only reason why um, I thought she wasn't going to be in it just because, uh, yeah, it's quite being thrown in the deep end. Like, did you think she'd be in it? So I, I initially did. But then, when, cause like it was, this was when when they first announced the uh the, that last chance battle royal, I thought that, that she was yeah. gonna be probably like within that field and they was gonna slide her in. But mm-hmm. then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, she she would have to either get pinned or submitted to, cause I, like you you would again, cause Becky's probably gonna win this match, so somebody was gonna have to eliminate Jade Cargill from the match unless you do something like how you did with um. Uh, Bobby Lashley at the uh, I forgot which chamber, the Chamber show in Saudi. Like when, yeah. they, when he was the he was the champ. He had I think he had tore his pec or something. He tore he tore something tore, like he had some type of injury. So they had to get him out of there. But he got mm-hmm. out of there without getting pinned. So I, unless yeah. you want to do like some type of convoluted, you know, thing like that. So I, I think maybe like now is just that's the like not to ever. Well, I mean, she's not in the match, but you know, with, with, with within that context of speaking, it's just best to not have her in that match to avoid doing all that, and then you save her undefeated streak. With, with, well, she hasn't been pinned out on the Vita Street, but to save her uh, for, for, from not being pinned or, or eliminated or anything like that. Like, I, I did think, just based off the uh, sort of the response that, that her and Bianca got at, at the Rumble, I did think that they were going to, like, go trend toward the direction of Jay versus Bianca at Mania. Like, I, I, I remember uh, I was talking to uh, uh, Nate Chris on the, on the NWA podcast, and they were like, uh, we were just having, like, a back and forth discussion about it. About like uh maybe it was too maybe it would be too early to do that to to do a Jay and Bianca match but I'm like if you talking about like what what, what better place to, to 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 do that match at than than Mania and like the idea mm-hmm. about them being like a uh, partners or whatever like that and then fall like I I'm kind of over the whole like makeshift like oh yeah can we can yeah. they coexist I, yeah. I, I don't need to, I don't need to see that I could I could just see them being in the 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 issue between them being you got two alpha women. And both of them feel like they can't coexist in the same space. So what else what are we gonna do about it? I kind of see that. And like I'm looking at uh some of the other people in the chamber, like Naomi. Like I I, I ain't gonna lie, there, there was a part of me that was uh kind of I mean not, I know that I don't want to use concern to be dramatic and yeah, be dramatic and use the word concern, but like I was just kind of thinking like like what if she comes back and they just like 
slide her like right back into the same position that she was in yeah. prior to before she left and like she just kind of becomes, yeah. becomes like a you know like 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 a, a, a like a player in a side mission like she's not the main character but like she's the person there like she'll have her moments but she's not like the and, and especially yeah. after the run that she had in tna where she was the focal point like she came in and she was probably the she biggest star the in the division in TNA. Yes. she yeah. was immediately positioned in that spot and i think she had a real uh solid run with the title yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm glad they played it up at the Rumble as well. But like, it, even when Naomi, when she had her uh, her first segment on SmackDown, like that was about Tiffany Stratton essentially. But at the same time, I was looking at it and I'm like, you kind of gotta do that because what would you call Tiffany Stratton for if you're not going, to, you know, what I'm saying if you're not going to yeah. use her and and big her up on TV? Like, what was the point of calling her up? So you, you, it, it, it's not a bad situation to have to have multiple top people and, and multiple players who got hype behind them, multiple yeah. times who got hype behind them. But I, I didn't want Naomi to come back and just be like another person on the roster. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I feel like for a long time, WWE has always viewed um, Naomi as like in the same vein that they view Natalia. Like they yeah. look at her as a valuable piece to the division, but yeah, she's they, always they going to be. Yes, they, like they, they, all, they, they were going to look at her as like, okay, she's a good hand. But yeah. she's not like the person, and I think that mm. just coming off of this last run that she had in Impact TNA, like she's proved that she can, you know what I'm saying? She she can be within that mix. So I, I yeah. I, but I mean, we still were early. She only been back like what, like four or five weeks, and she she in the chamber. It ain't like they forgot about her. So I, I'm I'm curious to see how they uh how, mm-hmm. how her presentation in Elimination Chamber looks uh and seeing what she trends towards WrestleMania. And we have a super chat here. Thank you so much. Fantastic. One, two, four, eight, four. Who asks, what about Liv Morgan? I think the story makes thumbs up sense, I guess. There's quite a few people asking about Liv Morgan in the yeah. chat, like wanting Liv to go against Rhea. Um, maybe they could do a three-way. I just, you know, feel like the, the Becky one is, is so telegraphed. Becky's got her lines, Becky. And I know that people have a ton of love for Liv and always want Liv to get opportunities. And she did, you know, a while ago. Um, I remember like her match with Ronda Rousey and everything like that, that period in time. So she has got the opportunity, but I think for a mania match like Becky, maybe some people are like slightly sick of Becky because she does get a lot of opportunities. But I think to me, like Becky Rhea makes more sense and feels like a much bigger match. They seem like more suited than um, than Rhea and Liv Morgan. But is there something you can see for Liv Morgan to do at Mania? Um, maybe coming I, off this? I, I, I think, Liv, do you remember how they did the, um, the, the, the showcase match last year? Uh, the tag matches for, for both the, the, the women's and the men's divisions. I think I could see Liv uh, it's something along those lines. I think I think that honestly, I I think that they'll probably pair her and Raquel back up. Yeah, I, I think, think so that too. they'll probably go after the tag titles. Maybe you know I can see that happen or them being some type of showcase. I I don't think they're going. They're not going to leave live off of WrestleMania, but I think that she'll probably no. be like in a, um, I don't call it like a lesson role, in, 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 but more so in comparison to what people may want for her. But I just mm-hmm. think the Becky and Rhea thing, dude, they've been like building like they they've been building this like even longer than the last couple of months like yeah. they've been talking about this in interviews coming out of mania last year like the idea of yeah. becky and Rhea and you know that that, that becky, potential can, becky can carry it and like 
no shade to live but can you imagine live like doing on stage what what becky did at like the press conference coming out and talking um you know that kind of thing i can't see live doing it you know we saw like bianca did it as well bianca can can do it and yeah. becky can do it but like i just i just can't see live like in that big spot and i think that becky you know she's she's older than we are we're kind of at the point where like becky charlotte bailey um uh sasha mercedes are like the generation before um has been so dominant now that to me like becky ria is a huge match and i think once we get it made official if there is anything like lacking in the storyline um you know i've seen someone said here like becky doesn't seem like a credible challenger to ria i i think they will build her up as that i think once the match is made official we're gonna see um the presentation being really good because like they can both talk and they can both get some good lines in each other and i think it is gonna end up being you know a really good match um that's all our matches but we do have a grayson waller effect with cody (laughs) cody rhodes and seth rollins what do you think's gonna happen here Hey Steph, what, what, what do you think there's any possibility of uh, Rock and Roman being in this segment, or do you think that they'll do something like a uh, like they'll send Paul Heyman on their behalf? Um, I think they might, but I mean, look, the Rock, the Rock could get a private jet to to Perth anytime, right? Um, I feel like they would have told us if he's gonna be there because it'd be such a big deal. Um, though maybe they might tell us on SmackDown. I know it's like a pre-tip SmackDown, but like just so we all tune in, get up and tune in to watch this. Um, I think that if they're not, then it is going to be like Paul Heyman because they they definitely need representation. But I think, I mean, The Rock coming to this show would be huge because then you have like a lot of fans that probably haven't seen him in person in like a very long time yeah. getting that moment. But uh, I don't know. Like how? Like are, how have you felt about the rocks insertion into this? Are you a rock guy? So, so just going back to the the before I get to that because I, I got to think about that. But uh, the so just on the chamber aspect, I was like, I, I I do think there's a chance that he could show up and, and be mm-hmm. here because I me- I remember even um I think it was like I I, forget, I think it was the West Australian I think they had reported that uh like the the, the they they had made like a bid or something along those lines to try to get the yeah. rock to come to Australia. So I I, I yeah. think that their hope and that they would want him to be there. And I think that he probably might show up. I don't know about Roman. You know what I'm saying? Like I I mean yeah. I I can see Roman. I'm pretty sure Rock shows up. Roman will probably show up too. And like I honestly I, I don't even know where like where exactly they're going with the uh, the Rock Roman Seth Cody Seth Cody thing. But um I mean I'm I'm, I'm I am interested in it. But as far as the rocks run uh and this comeback i, I mean I, I i i'm i've always been uh i enjoyed the heel version the heel version of rock that that's always been because that, that's more sort of like a childhood thing like very like coming up watching wrestling and stuff like that i've always enjoyed that version uh, of, yeah. of, of the rock so i mean i, I haven't had a, a issue with it like i was kind of um I, I i remember when they first did that whole ordeal when he came out and like cody like willingly gave up his WrestleMania spot. I was like, what is this stupid shit? Like, what are we doing? Like, why? Like, he, this dude was like literally like five days ago was like pointing at Roman, like, I'm coming after you. And then 
you you, you take counsel yeah. from his cousin and his cousin persuades you to to give his WrestleMania match so they can do this family matchup. You know what I'm saying? I I, I thought that shit was stupid. And I, and I even said it. I was like, if that's thick, that would be like the dumbest thing. And I, I don't think that you would be able to uh, even offer a good explanation to, to why Cody would do such a thing. But I'm, I'm glad they ended up circling back around. I actually wanted to ask you, do you think that this was the plan the whole time or do you think they saw the reaction on social media say they was like nah we can't we can't do this i don't think it was the plan the whole time i think they i think they made a pivot i do i i think i think Dwayne went in not fully knowing what he was getting into i think that in recent years Dwayne has lost like a lot of self-awareness you know <laughs> <laughs> not a normal guy <laughs> um and i i think yeah I, I don't think he was plugged in enough to know how much the the backlash would be and how much people were invested in cody finishing his story to the point where like not even him turning up you know made it better um yeah. so yeah because like I, I just don't know how you then explain cody handing over the match if the plan was always for him to then go back on that, you know, he wins the rumble, he says I'm coming for you to Roman, he then gives up the match and then he gets takes it back again. Like you, you, did they even explain like why? Like, no. like 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 what was the exact reason that he felt like he needed to offer this match to the like I, I'm telling you, when I, I remember when I saw that segment, I was like, bro, this shit is so stupid. Like what are you like what what are we doing right now? Like cause I mean yeah. like even I, I remember even when um when, when him and Jay Uso won the tag titles, like I, I legitimately felt like that was only done so they could get that face to face segment with, with Roman and Cody because people were yeah. so amped about that. They was amped up. They was like, "Oh, here we go!" And that that was like September or October. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, to, to to fast forward that and then even think about how they went to the lengths of just doing that, just putting the titles on them, and then they took the titles off them not too long after, but just to have that moment to remind people this is the the end goal, this and then you have like, hey. I'm going to talk to your cousin and I'm going to give him the match. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm like, like what, what did this man say to you? That because it's like, it doesn't even make sense because he's, he said like, I I've taken counsel from, you know, like veterans and stuff. Um, so that means he, he went to people for advice and one of the people was your cousin. So your, your cousin's <laughs> advice is give it to me. That's a robbery. Like that's not, you know? one, one thing one thing that I have enjoyed though about the uh sort of the, the the pivot if you will about like the the rocks presentation is that they're like really leaning into and I think it was biggie who first brought this up on the, the kickoff when he was like like you know heavily mentioning that the rock is like real tight with Nick Khan and stuff like that yeah so I was like I, I, I that, that part of it I really do enjoy that they're like you know leaning into that and the rocks authority that he now has in in wwe being a part of the tko board and stuff like that and of course punk you know nikki on that. jumping in and being like i'm, I'm punching everybody in the face so yeah, shout out yeah. to punk, man. nikki on that press conference like he he was great because he he was just like like saying facts like he he clearly like had no no script he was just like, <laughs> like i can say whatever so he's starting going into like a history of like Dwayne knowing nick can and all this stuff whereas then the punk you know trying to like shoot his own angle so that 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 was awesome uh we got andrew zarian in the chat hi andrew and he says heel lock is the best lock i mean that's true actually um yeah. i just recently rewatched all 
like the entire Hollywood Rock uh, run, because over on the Grapple podcast um, on their Patreon, that's what they were doing, a retrospective on the Hollywood Rock. Um, Mm -hmm. And we watched it, I think, maybe like two weeks before, you know, Dwayne started doing this. And it's just like, you know, funny, like the parallel is like he's he is doing the same character um now and yeah I'm I'm glad that he I'm glad that he realized that that's kind of how he has yeah. to present himself like that um waistcoat whatever it was in Smackdown that was <laughs> that was something I, else. I, 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 I think a lot of people in the in the rock position that I, well I mean I, I he's like probably one of the but not probably is like I'd say like one of the top stars like in the world like just not even just wrestling just oh yeah period but I think a lot of people in his position probably would have tried to keep trucking forward and just be like stick to whatever the game plan was. But I think that if, if they were, if there was a pivot and that was his doing, I think that's very uh, self-aware of him to realize like what was happening and then make that transition for himself to move mm-hmm. to this heel role. And like even now that he's in the heel role, it now allows for the audience to um, play along with him in the sense that they can boo him because I, I I think they were legitimately booing him at one point but like for uh-huh. a split second but when it was the between him and Cody but now I think that those boos have because he's now playing this hero I think those boos are more transitioning to more so of a we're just playing along now for the ride because now you're in the role that we think you should be in and then yeah. now they also get to still you know chant along with him and do his catchphrases they bro when people see that when people hear that man's music they go crazy <laughs> You know, they like it's, it, 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 it's not like the rock coming out and he get like booed out the building and they go crazy yeah. and then that's when he leans into it and they're like, okay, we're supposed to boo him and then he goes back into his catchphrases and they're like, let's do the catchphrase with him and like, you know what I'm saying? I, I think yeah. that this is just better suited. But like, what, what what do you think? I mean, obviously, I think the rock is wrestling at WrestleMania. I don't think like I, I don't think that's off the table. But like, what do you think happens? Like, do you think they go Rock Roman? Versus Seth Cody night one or something like that, and then yeah. but, I, I, but but then at that Seth is recovering from the injury, so I don't think that they would have him wrestle back to back nights. You know, I, I can't see I that. Mean, I think I think he'd he'd suck it up and do it. You know, he probably I, would. Yeah. I, you know, I bet you it was harder to convince Roman to wrestle two nights in a row than Seth. <laughs> like, to be honest, um, and I I think yeah, I think they're gonna do the tag, and then I think it's gonna be Roman Cody, and I think that. Yeah, Rock probably had a word with Roman and was like, "You're gonna, you are gonna have to wrestle two nights. Like, there's no getting around this." Um, but I think you know, I think a tag match is better for the Rock anyway because I think a singles match with the Rock, like at this stage, you know, the, he's he's over fifty and he's not like over fifty in the way that Sting is, where he's wrestling every few weeks oh, yeah, or whatever. Like, basically, yeah. You know, he has wrestling ages, and I think that whatever we think of what rock and roman it would be in our head like when it actually happens it won't it won't be as good as as yeah. we thought you know, thought it would be so yeah i think that he's better off like in in a tag match and if they you know and it's gonna be huge like just him being in the ring oh, is yeah. gonna be like no matter what so oh, cool. yeah i think we got a tag and then we got singles hey i just actually wanted to ask you so what, what do you think about the um sort of the uh thus far the 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 presentation of uh bailey and and eo because i i feel like bailey has been like like it, 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 she won the rumble like 
I'm pretty sure you heard the same reaction I heard. Like people, they they wanted that. Like that was like mm-hmm. even from the moment Bailey got in the match. Like people was like yeah. fully behind Bailey, and it felt like this like this moment that a lot of people were anticipating. And like they they I, they haven't done like a bad job of building the match. But I'm talking about just making it on the same scale because essentially like what they like to present is that the winner of the rumble goes on to main event wrestlemania that's that's the thing yeah most of the time it doesn't happen you know what i'm saying yeah. like i'm talking about and, and most of the time when that happens for the women's rumble it's not happening like it's not happening for for that division like it happens for the men's division like one of those matches closes the show but like for the, yeah. i mean i mean for the, for the women's match it does happen like I, I was thinking about bianca she won the rumble and she headlined with sasha and they had the great match you know the first two black women to headline wrestlemania that was a great fucking match. That was one of my favorites. Uh, but yeah. like, when, when, like I'm thinking about like just th- this, this specific presentation of Bailey and and EO. They've done a, like a good job on like television of building it up. Like they still waiting on like Dakota's decision. You still have that that factor in yeah. and stuff like that. I think Dakota's probably going to end up turning on her at some point just to further give Bailey that push. But like even the lack of presence from Bailey at the the kickoff show. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you would think that you would have bailey on that show like even if it was like a backstage or something like that like mm-hmm. yeah, like she just CM punk, had to, cm punk had to go yeah. make a video yes. about it yeah. you, you know what i'm saying I, but i was gonna ask I, you what you think about that yeah i think that bailey has kind of fallen victim to being like lost in the shuffle because like all the all the men are like tied up together but it's across both shows like across you know on smackdown um but that yeah they're all tied up together um and it's like so huge because you've got Dwayne involved and then Rhea just herself is like so dominant and Bailey's definitely not getting the right amount of attention and she is the Royal Rumble winner so she should and her story is has been like so long term you know this damage mm-hmm. control story and, and EO and Carrie joining and all that you know like that's been a long played out storyline, but so they've got like everything they need for it. But yeah, I just don't think that they find the space to like spotlight her on the same level. They absolutely had, could have had her come out and talk for a minute or two at the press conference. Like it's, um, you know, Bianca, she had a show to promote. So I get why she was there. And yeah. obviously like we know why Becky was there. But at the same time, like you, you could have included yeah, that, 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 ma- that match wasn't official. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's like you could at least bring out the woman that actually has a match. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, but yeah, man. Like, and, and then, but you want to know what? Like, I feel like that's a that's like really on brand for like how Bailey, like her uh, most of her run is turned out. Like, she's always been yeah. one of the more like consistent people on the roster in terms of like always making just like anything work but like never getting like the full credit like she's always getting like half of the credit and like even in this exact same situation she's like she she she's she's a focal point but it's like i kind of an afterthought like how you just said she she's i think the the horsewoman that that gets the least like i yes 100 percent. i find it really hard to choose between um Sasha, Mercedes, and Bailey as like who is my favorite women's wrestler, but it it's one of them. But I do think that like they are like equally good, and I think that um, 
Bailey, like especially during the pandemic, remember she got injured right as the pandemic ended. Um, well, when they brought crowds back, and like she was so good. Even if you just take the fact of like what her NXT character was compared to like what she became, like the difference in that was like really good. And there's just something where she's kind of just the like always the bridesmaid figure of the of the four horsemen because I think that yeah, yeah Mercedes gets like a lot of attention, and Mercedes is um mercedes presentation is so awesome right like like everything about her like she looks like a star she's got the whole like boss gimmick all of this and there's like stuff you can emulate and i always wonder that if bailey had stuck with her original gimmick with like the bows and everything if people would have like taken to her more as well like maybe not in the same level because it wouldn't be as cool as Sasha but at least she would have this kind of like unique branding and and styling in a way that she never got as like just being Bailey I I kind of think that that like the the like that that presentation of her like that that thing like was like went into the ground like especially when they had that program that they were doing like with Alexa or was that 20 yeah I forgot what that was 2017 or 2018 like they was like running that thing into the ground and I feel like this uh this new iteration of baby that we've seen since what late 20 2019 I feel like this mm-hmm. is like the best version that we yeah. that we like we we needed to see that that gradual transition like I even saw people talking about like um like they they were hoping to hear like the the hugger theme and mania I'm like no no. no, no, we don't need to revert back to that. We don't need to see that. Like she, she's an elevation. Like you, you, it's it's good to have those memories. Like may, maybe they can do something along the lines of like uh, you remember what they did for the um, uh, what was that double or nothing twenty nineteen? I think it was a uh, 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 Jericho when they had like the different like yeah. iterations of his past characters yeah. and like maybe you could do something like that and like mm-hmm. you know just list the. Uh, uh, pay, the pay homage to, yeah. you know what I'm saying, to to, to Bailey's yeah. past, but I don't need to see like her coming back out with the ponytail and the, the like. This is well, a new version. It wouldn't is, make yeah. sense, you know. It, it, like it wouldn't. We see her as, you know, well, we see her as an adult now. Like, like she's a she's an adult <laughs> woman. Like she, she was an adult woman when she was doing that gimmick, yeah. but it's just unlikely that you're gonna like revert, you know, way back to that. Um, exactly. she could definitely change her personality into being like a, you know, like a friendlier person or something because like she, she trusted these girls and like they turned on her or something. But it would have to be something like like something in between. But I remember when she changed when she turned heel, I interviewed her and I I asked her if she was an emo because people online were saying <laughs> that like it was Bailey was in her emo phase. She's suddenly like you know dressing different and everything and uh, I just like flat out like she had been in character the whole interview and then I was just like so you emo and like that's when she just like broke character and started laughing like what (laughs) so so, so to to your uh I wanted to bring up your past point about the uh uh like the horse women this this has always been my thing with the um the presentation of like the four horse women individually and collectively Mm -hmm. I always feel like of course they they view Charlotte as the number one. I'm talking about WWE. Charlotte's yeah, yeah. the number one in their eyes. To me and to a lot of other people, I think that Mercedes has always been the one that has stood out more so just from the in-ring performance and yeah. the, the presentation and just like you said, that cool factor. Like there are yeah. like some people in wrestling who just look like they belong 
on television and those marquee spats. Mercedes is one of those people. And, and all, of, all of the horse women like that, but I'm specifically speaking about Mercedes. And like, I always felt like they, 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 they looked at Mercedes as like, okay, glass break, we need some hat. Let's just give it to her real quick. And then they take the title off her and then they give her another title. And it's like, that, that's always been like a repeated theme. And it's never been anything of like yeah. substance to her in comparison to some of the other horse women. And I feel like even Becky was in a position, I remember back when, what was that, 2016 when SmackDown Live was first going on. Bro, Becky was like the 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 uh the redheaded stepchild. Like they they yeah. Becky was like the like the offshoot. You know, like Becky was like, she wasn't this big star. Like Becky was in the position kind of like how Bailey was in, like where people just wanted her to see go go see wanted to see her go to the next level. And it wasn't until they had that thing with Charlotte when she turned on her where WWE wanted Becky they, they thought Becky was gonna be the heel coming out of that and they, they ended up turning the, the exact opposite. So you know what I'm saying? And, and and again, we just spoke about Bailey, but I always felt like they never, in, in terms of the horsewomen, it was always Charlotte number one, and then Bailey and, and Sasha, and Bailey and Mercedes, I feel like they always looked at them interchangeable in the three, four spat, but it was never any of them on top. And then Becky yeah. eventually came up and took the number two, but I feel like it was always Bailey and Sasha, like they would just swap them three and four, three and four, three and four, and it was never either of them ever got that chance to be like the number the number one and then yeah. and, and honestly like even looking at mercedes like i feel like going to AEW is like the best uh option for her like i thought that that was like the 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 move to make even last year when they was like speculating about like whether she would go back to wwe or not because i feel like she going to wwe I, I don't i don't feel like um uh, uh paul levesque will book her in a way to which she feels like less than but i yeah. also feel like she's done everything kind of that there is to do there and i feel like it was the aew just like a fresh start and she'll be like that big name in a division that's like really on the up and up right now and like mm-hmm. you talking about like even the signers like queen Aminata, who i think is great and like chris statland and willow nightingale and brit baker probably possibly brit baker coming back and jamie Hader coming back and you got thunder rose in the mix and you got, you got like julia hart you have like a really solid core division and then now you add this big name in mercedes who i think is only going to uplift the names that are already getting uplifted on their own so i just feel like yeah. that's a that's a better overall fit opposed to going back to wwe and then just being you know it, it'd be a hat for like three months and then you know yeah. yeah i think i think you're right like my my only i only didn't want mercedes to go to aw because of the bad booking of the the women's division right and um, because of tony's just complete lack of interest in yeah. women in women wrestling or anything like that but you know we find out last night they've hired jennifer pepperman um mm-hmm. it feels like you know i said this on twitter that my issue with mercedes going to aw was like is she really going to be happy here? Cause there's, cause the women's booking is so bad and, you know, and she deserves like a lot. And I just feel like me, because I would, I would think like, has she been watching the TV? Like she, does she think that, you know, <laughs> there's going to be good women's storylines here, but now I'm like, yeah, she has been watching the TV and she said, no, I'm not going to sign unless you, improve the women's division and bring on someone to help you tony because you clearly can't you know do it yourself it's clearly a blind spot for you so now we have um a woman that worked with her in wwe um has been hired and yeah we have recently seen some like you know sneaky signings like queen amanada that show you that 
they are trying to build the division. So now I think that, yes, they have like set the table for Mercedes and AW. Um, they've like worked on improving the women's division. Like I'm, I'm thinking about, and I'm like, Mercedes, like this is like AEW's women's division. I, I, I don't think the booking has been the, the best, like at all. But I, I think yeah. that the talent, when they are given those opportunities, they always show out nine times out of 10. Like they, the, yeah. most of the time, they always deliver. And I think that they have been able to like sort of offshoot that sort of lack of booking and lack, and sort of lack of like lack of interest, like you said. Um, mm. and, and and I think I think that I I also think it's like important for uh, people not to like uh, pin all of like I, my, one one of my things is like I hope that she doesn't come to AEW and then like people immediately pin a lot of responsibility on her for yeah. whether this goes right or whether this goes badly and i'm like i don't think that that should be her i think that you need to, this is yeah. my other this is my other worry too like because i do believe they've definitely like set the table for her like they're improving things for her and like they she hired, got her own show <laughs> they hired Jennifer peppermint like for her and i just hope that that doesn't cause any like resentment as well mm. like in the locker room or whatever because like you know when it was Britt Baker's time and everything was about Britt Baker that caused a lot of resentment um and you heard it from fans and um I, I, say Britt, the, I think Britt even said that herself in a couple of interviews yeah. that she was like it was you know and people blame Britt but it wasn't Britt's fault it was Tony's fault for not being able to focus on more than one woman so I hope like when like, Mercedes coming in, it's a, like a, you know, spread the wealth situation where like, yeah, Mercedes is obviously going to be on top, book her really strong, but then like, you know, give, give Queen Aminata's storyline or, or win, <laughs> you know, like give, give it, like, <laughs> you know, like, sp like spread it around where like they, everyone has something to do. Like there's multiple storylines going on and like people can rise up and down the ranks. Like, I mean, the division has, two titles and they still like it's just crazy know, like right? how little focus there is so yeah my only worry would be that she comes in and it does cause like a resentment of like you know we've been here for like four years and got nothing and now all of a sudden things are you know they're from Mercedes but hopefully like that won't happen hopefully like Tony hiring someone else means he's he's serious about fixing this and like offloading some of the responsibility yeah and like even I, i'm I'm thinking about like even like uh on the roa side like what athena's doing like i i think that Ooh. 2023 she was like the best uh women's wrestler in north america like I, I think that the work that she did last year was 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 really really great and even like the story oh you guys that i just gotta say like the the athena thing is an example of tony khan's problem with you know, booking women or doing good things for women because Athena mm -hmm. was the only Ring of Honor champion that was never showcased on Dynamite. <laughs> so had, right? And like Athena was having the hey, best matches. Everyone's talking hey, about Athena. Hey Steph, do you remember I, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember it was a I think it was a pre pre um pay-per-view media call when I think a, I, 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 I like I, I hate I hate when I can't remember who asked these things. Uh somebody had asked and they was like 
are, are, are we going to see like Athena or Dynamite? And he was like, yeah. you know, I would love to have Athena. I'm like, bro, so book or Dynamite? Bro. <laughs> it's just like, like, it's just, it was wild. Like, I, I agree with you. Athena was the best women's wrestler yeah, last man. year. Um, it. It's, it's wild that he just didn't give her that exposure that he afforded to every male champion like from ring of honor or even people you know that are mostly on ring of honor like you know you'd be on dynamite and it would be like here's dalton castle and the boys and it's like right but not athena like they couldn't just they couldn't just give athena like a a jobber match uh before pay-per-view to tell everyone to watch the pay-per-view because athena's going to be on it like she headlined the the last ring of honor pay-per-view right you would think Mm -hmm. you'd want the person headlining your pay-per-view she, to get she headlined that before this honor too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Willow. Mm-hmm. She just she just still couldn't get a match. And like Willow's another one. Like we'll we'll have to wrap up because we, we're yeah, going yeah, into like yeah. AEW. <laughs> but but Willow's another one because I genuinely feel like um and I felt this before I interviewed Willow and after I interviewed Willow that like Tony didn't realize he hadn't signed Willow. Um, until it was pointed out to him and then he signed Willow because I just, I, like I said to her, like, oh, it really, because it took ages for her to actually get the contract. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, it did. I, I didn't want to ask or bother anyone about it, you know, but yeah. And right. I just felt from what she was saying about their interactions that he just like didn't realize like she wasn't signed because he was using her so much and like she wasn't even signed. And then when she won the... um the strong women's championship, right. That she wasn't meant to win because Mercedes got injured. I think that kind of messed things up because they were doing like a storyline with her and Jade, where she was like always trying to like get better and get another chance. And I think they were eventually trying to make something happen for her on AW. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, she just managed to win a belt in another company. So it kind of ruined her like storyline of like, like positivity and like getting better and like learning from your mistakes but um no I really like I really like as well I think that's another person that could have been used better but you know maybe with Mercedes coming in uh we got two cheap super chats to get to before we head off um first one is from Will Chisholm that says the real question is do Bailey beat EO at Mania, you know what? Well, I was watching Russell Puris before <laughs> we started, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> and I know I know I have to decipher these. So, um, I think EO has a good title run with over 200 days, so Bailey can have the win. Yeah, I would have be- Bailey beat yeah. EO at Mania, yes, yeah, that's yeah, the way to go. <laughs> um, yeah, but thank you for that, Will. And then we have, um Oh, we have Will again. Another one. Okay. It feels like Bianca had the WWE main roster one that we thought Mercedes would have in WWE. Um, I think that they definitely, yes, treated Bianca. They put more stock in Bianca than they ever did Mercedes. Um, I think, you know, the focus that Bianca has got is something that Mercedes probably should have had when she was at the same stage as as Bianca, if you know what I mean. So when, when I that, that's actually like a um like an interesting talking point that like I, I like see that, 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 that's one of those talking points. I don't think we're gonna have enough time <laughs> to like run through. But yeah, like I, I'm always like so so with Mercedes and Bianca in terms of like the comparison 
and like how those uh comments are like presented i always felt like beyond so when bianca first came onto the main roster you know like she she wasn't even used like they had her show up at that wrestlemania at the, at the performance center and then they had her sitting in the locker room for like six seven months before they actually even even mm-hmm. used her and then that's when she eventually got the ball rolling and then she started you know people started gravitating towards her and then you know she went on to become what she has and it, it's kind of crazy saying you know bianca's like in that she's on the other side of those conversations like how people look at becky now like she, bianca's like the, the she's like in that cena s role like she's sort of untouchable yeah but like with Mercedes, like I always look at her like again. It's sort of similar to like what I was saying earlier about like the horsewomen. Like Mercedes was always to, to to me and to a lot of other people, we always saw Mercedes as that number one. Like she could be that number one. They just let her be the number one. And I think mm-hmm. with Bianca in in her specific situation, they have allowed Bianca to just be the number one. Like there was no resistance in Bianca's uprise like i mean again well and there, there was a little bit with that 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 shit they did with becky in 2021 when she beat her in like seven seconds oh, yeah. media like they did that yeah. that was that was definitely some resistance yeah. right? and that just came back to my mind but th- like after that bianca has like been killing it you know what i'm saying like they've been full throttle with bianca 100 mm-hmm. miles per hour like there was no resistance with mercedes there was always that resistance it was like okay put the title on her she'll have it for two weeks take it off her and then people were like, oh man, but you know, she had six title runs, bro. She had the title for like what? They combined like six months with all those title runs, title runs combined. And like she was yeah. never like the like person, like the focal point. And like that's why I always like even when we were talking about earlier, it's just it, I, I I think that um Paul Levesque has a, a, a like an affinity for those talents that he rose up yeah. in nxt like that were like the day one people from minute like you, you see how he books balor i book zany yeah. how he books sammy you know what i'm saying like I, I, he books charlotte and then becky and like the rhea bianca like those people mm-hmm. that he like was was with from from those days and like that were with him when they first started their careers and such and such you know what i'm saying so I, and i think the mercedes probably would have got treated within that same vein but like just talking about those B- bianca and mercedes i just feel like there was a lot of pull pull back with Mercedes and they never fully think, gave her that, you know. Yeah. I think you're totally right. But I, I think it's a like a it, it's an interesting conversation and like someone someone should write an essay or like a podcast about it. But yeah. I think the time when Mercedes was like on 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 the rise starting out in the roster, you know, yeah. a couple of years into it like Bianca's now, I don't think they were smart enough to know how to market mercedes like i think they felt like they didn't know how to market her and make the most of her um because they were just stupid you know um because the thing is like there's not even anything you need to do because people just love her and gravitate to her anyway and i think with bianca like they found so many things to like to like latch on to but It's like like Mercedes had this stuff, stuff like even like Mercedes like having like the the Snoop Dogg connection like they didn't even use that properly. But I think with like Bianca, they they saw all different ways to like you know market her as yeah like a female John Cena and everything. Like she's got the reality show now and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that they were just dumb <laughs> when Mercedes was on the rise to never capitalize mm-hmm. on it. And then you know you end up like like stuck in a in a spot because um, like Mercedes is like I think way more marketable than like Charlotte 
you know, I think that yeah. she, she got <laughs> way more yeah. like money making potential. But I think they just, yeah, they just didn't get her. Like, and it's, yeah. and, but they weren't willing to try. Um, and I think with, yeah, they were willing to try. And I think with Bianca, like they, they, they like got her and were like, yeah, we can go with this. And, mm. you know, so. Yeah, but it's an interesting conversation to like. That is that is that, that's a that's, that was a great question that he pulled up, and I, I think that's that's mm-hmm. something that you could like dissect for like hours too. Like that's yeah, that is interesting. That's a great question. Shout out to Will. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Will for the question. Well, it's been a really great show. We've gone on some like really good tangents. Like that was a yeah. really interesting conversation to to end off on then, and um, and we you know we've talked even talked. AEW as well so it's yeah. been really awesome to have you here Andrew um, I want you to tell everyone where they can find you now I usually listen to uh, every episode of the NWA podcast but I saw the most recent one is five hours long so I'm gonna wait till Sunday when I'm like cleaning my house um, to listen to that so why don't you tell everyone about that podcast and, and what what are you talking about for five hours man so listen Ho- hopefully, uh, John and Wade don't kick us off the airwaves. That, <laughs> that, that that podcast was a. Uh, he said, "You got to think about this night." What did he say? Ninety nine percent was missed. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he's talking about like Sasha yeah. and yeah, yeah. Yes, that that that's a big thing too. Like a ninety nine percent of that was missing bad. So yeah, there you go. But uh, I mean, you had a conversation about uh, the Vince Man allegations and stuff like that uh, before we before we started recording. This. We did. Yeah, but uh, like yeah, that podcast, the NWA podcast, was five hours long. Um, Hopefully, you, you know we're, we're we're back next month. I'm I'm joking. I, we we definitely gonna be back next month. But uh, yeah, we, we we talked about like a lot of our favorite uh moments just from Black wrestling history. Uh, some mm-hmm. a lot of the Black independent wrestlers that we're interested in. Um, like it was like a lot of like like Afrocentric like focused uh, conversation. And then uh, we saved the uh, Vince Man allegations for the the the, the 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 back end of the podcast. We spent like an hour thirty. I think um, damn near two hours, like talking about that and like just the the the, the allegations dating back to even Rita Chatterton and like mm-hmm. you know talking about like the 2022 allegations and like where we're at now and you know the, yeah. the sort of the the how when you have those relationships um, in terms of like a, a CEO and somebody that works for the company how it would never be like a fair thing because one individual will always have that power over yeah. another individual so it would never be something that is. Um, consensual in the terms of things are always fair and equal because it's not you like you always had that power over these individuals and like mm-hmm. we talked about like the, the culture of WWE and how like they did need to be a complete shakedown and we talked about Ashley Mazzaro and like we we, we talked about like just a whole bunch of different topics and it was it was a really um it, I, I, I I hate to call it a good conversation because I don't think any of those things are like good to talk about in the yeah. sense of um you know, it's, it's not fun to talk about, but more so it no. is good to talk about to, to just, you know what I'm saying, get all that stuff out on the, on the table. Um, it's necessary. It's great that you're able to, you know, dissect it. Like you're on there with Nate and Chris and mm-hmm. you're, all, you're all really smart, knowledgeable guys. And it's, I, I love listening to And Ray to Williams. I'm like, it, it's it's great to hear people like you know come together and like actually have a conversation about things and actually you know like dissect these yeah. things as well um it's really cool and you're also you're over on post wrestling always what are you doing over there um alongside the nwa podcast oh, and what else yeah. what else have you got? yeah so uh the, the written work over at post wrestling man uh 
always uh, writing, and, and we got a great writing team over there. Myself, uh, Neil Flanagan, John mm-hmm. Pollock, and uh, I saw Jack Jack Wannon has been getting some some articles up as well. So yeah, we got a good good team over there and uh, good content. So yeah, check out uh check out everything over at Post Wrestling, man. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I'm gonna uh, check out my interview YouTube channel. I'm planning on rebooting it after WrestleMania or doing WrestleMania week. So yeah, I'm gonna try to get back in the, in the interview things, and I am hunting down an amazing red interview. So I'm throwing that shit out to the world. Hopefully I can make that happen. I've been like trying to get that for like three years. So I think that it's now time for me to start saying it and not keep it to myself. So hopefully, hopefully we make that happen some down the line. But yeah, that definitely thank you for having me on the show, Steph. You're welcome, Andre. I waited oh. until the end of the show <laughs> to say hello to my guy, Andrew Thompson, the GOAT. It's What's up, bro? Chase as well. Hello. What's going What's on? What's up, bro? How you feeling? <laughs> I'm, good I'm good, you, man. man. You know, trying to trying to hang in there. How about you? I'm doing good. It's good to see you, man. How you feeling? I know. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I'm doing, you know. <laughs> I saw you were on the show today. I was like, I, I'm going to crash this at some point. But I didn't want to. <laughs> You didn't know we go an hour and fourteen minutes, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you I. Wanna know what, you want to know what? So when when, uh, when I was talking to Steph yesterday, when we was like setting it up, we was like, oh, we probably you know probably go like thirty minutes or so, and then I had checked in with uh uh with with Neil over at Post, and I was like, hey, can you cover for me, bro? Like, and, and I was like, yeah, we, we probably gonna go like an hour, like pro- <laughs> probably like probably and at the very least. Hey, hey, Jeremy, real quick, why why we doing this? We talking about we talking uh, me and Steph obviously talking about elimination chamber. What, what, what do you think is going to be the headline? Do you think Rhea and Nia is going to close the show? Or do you think Steph's think idea so. more so of uh, like Rhea coming out and confronting Becky at the end? Oh, that's a good that's a good shout. I think it's going to yeah, be Becky or Rhea and Nia, though. But I do like the suggestion of Becky closing, winning, stare down with Rhea. Yeah, I do I like that. Steph changed my mind when she said that. I was like, oh, yeah, that is, uh, that is yeah. a nice shout. That's a, I, I, I know, know you've been covering that's like good, the, uh, good stuff. As I know you've been covering uh, the events. The- Oh, we got it's gonna a, be a super chat. That. Um, from ba- Badly B. I'm really sorry that I said that wrong. I'm <laughs> the rock interrupts via satellite to troll marks. <laughs> hey, do, do, you, you think you think rock gonna be in uh Australia? No, Triple H has said no, rock's even said no. I think he's got too much other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I do think like a satellite appearance is possible, yeah. though. I do think yeah, that's I possible. Think- but that and that's what he used to do uh, when he was Hollywood Rock. You know, before he came out, he'd be like, "Do via satellite, like from yeah. the set." We could get a good throwback to that, I think. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, for sure. I will let y'all finish up. I had to again pop in to say hello to Andrew. Stephanie was in our chat yesterday, always sending nice yeah, messages. Great, so yeah, I want to say appreciate yeah. it, appreciate it. I want to say hello to you as well, Andrew. Miss you all the time. You know, whenever, whenever you're ready to man. come home. <laughs> You know what? That 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 that's Sean, that's Sean's bit right there when he comes on the show. And I remember he did that when I was on uh, Rob and Maggie show. I was like, bro, what, what, what are you doing right now? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but no, we're doing no, the I triple. We're doing the Triple H thing. That's what Triple the, H always says. You know, these guys leave whenever they're ready to come home. We're gonna we're gonna welcome them. So that's that's what I'm doing. We'll do a finger point photo and all this stuff. Yeah. Step you see you see what they do to me, man. <laughs> they making my face turn red. Look, look, look what's happening. We what's we on. love look. Andrew. Andrew, the goat of all of this. Nobody works harder. There's no one I respect more. 
in this line of work. So I appreciate anytime I see you on a Fightful show, I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my goodness, bro. Here we go. But no, I appreciate you popping in, man. And I always, appreciate you for having me on the show, man. It's a, it's a, this is great. We were the hour 17. This is beautiful. Yeah. Y'all, y'all have a good rest of your day. Andrew, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Stephanie, good to see you. Good to talk to you. Y'all take care. Peace, my boy. Okay. Well, I think that's it. I think we've literally talked about everything and we've had a yeah. run in from Jeremy Lambert. Yeah. So it's an amazing show. But I really want to thank you so much, Andrew. Um, and Jeremy is right. You are the hardest working person out here. So um, I hope guy, everyone. Man. Everyone go follow Andrew on Twitter. His app is there on the screen. Absolutely check out the NWA podcast as well. It is always so much fun. And yeah, and you guys can follow me over on Twitter and um, on threads, which I I was talking on threads yesterday. Everyone was super nice. So I'm at Stephanie MGS on X. And Where is making it come back? Threads <laughs> making a comeback. People are just happy, happy to see you on Threads. Um, and go subscribe to my Substack, which is something I'm working on really hard right now. It's called Stephanie Cheese Wrestling, uh, where I write about wrestling topics. I just wrote uh, a bit about Vince McMahon and wrestling culture. Working on something about John Cena. Working on something about AEW as well. So it would help me out if you subscribe to that and subscribe to Andrew's YouTube as well, because it's really hard to get Twitter to fucking like show people your links so we have to just ask people to you know subscribe to show that the link down there don't we <laughs> you know yeah man all right yeah. well thank you all thank you to everyone that sent in the super chats as well the next time i'll be back on fightful will be aw revolution for sting's last match so i will catch you all then bye Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.